how are you? It is Lindsay, your host of Life Through a Distorted Lens. How many intros am I going to record before I just stick with one of them? Uh, how are you? I know it's been a couple of months. Uh, it's been a hot minute. I miss doing this, but I've been doing the whole full-time already mom thing, reading all sorts of books about childbirth. By the way, Childbirth Without Fear is a wonderful book. I highly recommend it if you're a woman. Um, if you've given birth, if you are about to give birth or eventually want to have a child, it's an incredible book. Same with the hypnobirthing book. But um, yeah, I guess I could talk about, uh, well, because I had the mom topic um, delayed for, I guess, after I read all sorts of articles. But um, if you have a pregnancy resource center near you that... I mean, if you have one near you and you are pregnant and you'd like free classes that are all about, I mean, let's see, let me pull up my text messages so I can read to you uh, some of the class names. So every class that you do, you get what's called mommy bucks that you eventually get to spend in their clothing store. Baby, It just has all sorts of baby items in them. I actually have not been there yet, but... I will eventually because I was just accruing enough uh, mommy bucks to go spend the mommy money. Um, so there's all sorts of topics. Um, let's see. Eye contact means love. Infant temperament. Taking care of your hygiene. Screen time and you. Depression and suicide. The importance of bonding. Home health. Um, there's also other classes that are just about kind of life in general. Anger management. Fighting the imp- impulse to spend. The monster of debt. Um... It just has so many topics that I find to be incredibly useful. Your unborn baby's secret world, upside down love, which is more uh, biblical stuff, which is still awesome. Guy's kind of corny, but still funny. They have like techno music uh, in half their videos. That's pretty aggressive techno. And I'm like, wow, whoever edited this, uh, some young dude, I think. But uh, bonding with your unborn baby, simply breastfeeding. So these are all free classes. And for me, my family is all in Georgia and I don't have like someone, I mean, I have neighbors that I can talk to and ask advice of and my um, family, I can ask questions, but I think it's, you know, no one teaches us really about how to, uh, you know, have a baby and care for a human life. And and obviously it's incredibly intimidating and scary, or I, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be scary, but you know what I'm talking about here, especially in this current climate, good Lord almighty. Um, so I just find it to be such a huge benefit. And these are all free classes, again, that you get mommy bucks. So you get to go spend in their store and get like free clothing, basically. It's not free. It's obviously you are learning in the process. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? And then you get a phone call. Basically, I do like four or five classes and they're like 20 minute videos. And then um, I schedule a phone call with the Pregnancy Resource Center lady. And we go over the uh, questions that I answered and Um, Sometimes they pray for me, and there's like a spiritual application for each class lesson. Um, And they don't force the spiritual stuff at all, which I found to be, I guess, I'm kind of conflicted about it because I'm like, it's good and bad because I want people to hear uh, the good news, but it's also good that people, you know, they're not shoving it down your throat like other ideologies. (laughs) But so, yeah, um, if you have a pregnancy resource center near you, they're awesome. They're just, just wonderful. I actually went to their... They have like a mobile RV unit where they usually do sonograms and um, just do like a Q&A kind of thing. Or just a medical analysis. Not even medical analysis, just a, um, uh, well, they ask like, you know, hard questions too that are like, you know, are you are you uncomfortable at home? Is This isn't how they worded it, but it's like, is someone beating you at home basically? Um, I shouldn't be laughing at that because it's the, obviously the people that use these resource centers are... Um, at need of uh, uh, necessary items for a baby, uh, lower income. So I kind of feel bad about using them because I, I'm, I, we're not lower income, but at the same time, I don't have that nine to five job. And um, I'm sure you're aware that having one person in your family out of, you know, a husband and a wife that, that works, you might be feeling the, uh, you know, Biden inflation stuff. I mean, even without the inflation, I'm, I've always been frugal. Um, so, I mean, it's just unfortunate that a lot of people's defense, I guess, and they're not wrong that, you know, well, I have a, a stance of, 
I think no woman should be working. And I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. People would be like, oh my God, how disgusting. Um, and it's obviously not realistic for a lot of people and families, but at the same time, I think it's so crucial and important for a mother to be at home with a child. Why are you handing your child over to someone that you don't know for how many hours a day, especially at a government-run schools, which I'm about to get into um, with these articles I'm about to read off? Um, it just doesn't make any sense, especially if you wind up, you know, you know, you raise your your child uh, in a godly, biblical way, and then you throw them to the wolves, really. Um, so it just, it doesn't add up. It's like, uh, what is the word? Not irony, but uh, you do one thing and then you just do the uh, other opposite. Like, uh, I, and I understand people, you know, it's, it's free, like government-run schools, but like at, at what cost, honestly? Um, so to me, I'd rather be like, scrounging for money and not having my child be in a government-run school, which I know it's going to be difficult because, of course, it sounds like incredibly awesome to drop your kid off at a school or once school starts, you can have like that relief of not having your kids at home, I suppose. Um, but we'll see, you know, I trust God completely and I just, it's just how my life is working out that I don't, I'm not going to send him to a government-run school. I'm definitely going to homeschool him. And I love all the memes about homeschooled kids being weirdos. And they're like, yeah, that's the point. Or not weirdos, but uh, not fitting in with society or something. So let me get into the insanity of the, uh, I guess, articles going on in the world. Headline says here, with uh, it's on MSN, guidelines about student gender don't violate parents' rights, judge says. This was on Saturday, this article. I don't know why they, I don't know why they wrote Saturday and not the actual date. I'm like... I guess the anyway, I'm gonna, not going to get into that. Uh, a judge on Thursday dismissed a complaint against the Montgomery County School Board by parents who alleged that the system's student gender identity guidelines violated, violated their state and constitutional rights. Um, these are, excuse me, three parents who filed anonymous, anonymously in 2020 against the Montgomery County Board of Education, MCBE, argued that the guidelines curtailed their ability to direct the care, custody, education, and control of their minor children. Under the 14th Amendment, according to a memorandum opinion, so the, uh, I believe the judge is all for gender ideology and says, MCBE certainly has legitimate interest in providing a safe and supportive environment for all MCPS students, including those who are transgender and gender nonconforming, Grimm said. And what are the odds of this judge's name is uh, Grimm? I <laughs> shit you not. G-R-I-M-M. Like, yeah, it is Grimm. Grimm said in the memo, and the guidelines are certainly rationally related to achieving that result. This is such, it's just kind of, it's not surprising to me that this toxic, infectious ideology has infiltrated every corner of everyone's daily life, basically, um, especially schools. Um, so basically, uh, let's see here. The parents complain the guidelines instructed school employees to withhold information from them about their children's gender identity, but Grimm concluded in the memo that the guidelines do not exclude parents or encourage children to distrust them, which is total BS. I've heard of countless times of schools um, literally supplying the child, say the child is a boy, excuse me, uh, supplying the child with female clothing when they get to the school and they have like a changing closet just for that purpose, like in the uh, principal or whoever's office, which I mean, how unbelievably inappropriate is that alone? A young child is getting out of its clothing and changing in your office area. Are you, are you kidding me? Do you not see what's going on here or what could be possibly? Hello. I swear the amount of people that uh, deny or don't even put their mind into the, realm of, oh, this person could be a pedophile, or oh, that's probably not the best idea because pedophilia does exist, is really insane. And I, it's one of those things that where I feel like I know too much, too much evil of what's going on in the world and how these people act. Because again, I studied transgender, I'm transgenderism, uh, or transgender ideology for, I don't know, well over a year, as you guys probably do or do not know. If my earlier episodes are about episode 10 or 13 on is all about transgenderism and I just dove head first into it and I, every day I just really in depth read about this ideology and really infectious mind virus that is I think demons honestly it's very demonic uh, and I know I use that word a lot but I mean hello look at the current times it's right in front of your face 
And I find actually a lot of people, or not a lot, um, a couple people have reached out to me and are like, well, one person was like, I know you're really big into you know, your faith, but I, I've never been into, you know, God or anything like that or been agnostic or whatnot. But, you know, this isn't their words verbatim, but they're like, all the stuff going on now is having me really start to be curious about God. And that's, that's great. And that's, that's awesome, which is funny how horrible these times are that has people uh, coming to God. And that's exactly what happened to me. You know, that's how I got, I, I got back right with God. Cause I was like, dude, what is going on in the world? And it was just really traumatic for me in California losing all my friends. Um, anyway, so, so I'm not surprised that all this stuff is going on. And yes, they do hide their Oh, gen- their secret identity from parents. And I, I mean, that's inappropriate beyond belief. Like parents are the parent of the child. The state, AKA schools have no, should have no say with that. Like it's none of your business. It's so crazy to me that this is somehow applicable in schools now in, in this way, like, uh, at the Austin pride, which by the way, the Austin pride, uh, parade was this past weekend and I'm like it's freaking August you guys had an entire month what is the deal I feel like I swear this is such an Austin thing or they're it's it's pretty much a conservative state so I feel like they're they would choose to do the pride parade outside of the typical pride month just to piss off the conservatives like I just feel like that's what they would do because listen here's the thing I came from a very rebellious background for years I mean ever since I'd say college until like three years ago. I was, I hated my family. I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to be in text chains with them about life and whatever. I, I, I didn't want to be involved in their lives. At the same time, I wound up like mentally bitching about how they are interested in my life, which is hilarious because it goes two, both ways. Um, you know, which is very bitter. And I was, it's not surprising that all my friends were, happen to be liberal who are, I just think that liberal people are very damaged and um, traumatized by something in their past. And I, my friend group, which was probably, I don't know, eight friends in California when we get together, we had fun. But I'd, I, looking back on it, I realized that all of them have really serious trauma issues from the, their past in their life. Like some, one of my, my best friend at the time has serious dad issues and mom issues um, one of my friends was molested by someone in his family. And these people, most of them are really sweet. So it's really sad that we parted ways on, you know, them believing that men can become women. And just, it's, it's, I don't know, I guess in the end, a lot of them were actually not sweet towards me at all. One of them was trying to be like, uh, not even trying to be, they were, saying that I'm, like, absurd for thinking that men are stronger than women <laughs> in sports. And I'm like, are you, what? I, I couldn't even, I didn't, whatever. It was just so wild to me. I'm like, are you delusional? You think that a man is not stronger than a woman? Like, get the, what in the world? Like, are you think I'm the weirdo? Anyway, by the way, oh, I know it's one of those things. First of all, I feel like I've grown 10 years in the past year. And I think it's partially because I got pregnant. Got pregnant. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it was an accident. Um, It wasn't. But I think it's that. And also, honestly, living in Texas, my mind, my state of mind has totally shifted to just calmness. And it's just completely different. Granted, I'm honest about my past here that I was on Concerta that also like totally F's with your, excuse me, mental state. And, you know, I looked at one of my old uh, live streams on YouTube and I was just so spastic. And I mean, Concerta is like one molecule away from meth. So, and I cuss like a sailor. Um, and it's, 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 it's so weird looking at myself with just a year ago. I'm like, who is that? Per- I mean, I'm not, I know that person is obviously, but, um, I just feel very different, and I think that's the the Holy Spirit has that ability to cleanse people in that way, um, truly. And I think just being out of California has had a huge impact on my mental state. Like, this probably sounds crazy to people. Like, unless you've like lived in California, um, then you you're not going to understand what I'm talking about here. Just because California is honestly. I don't know. It's like a magnet for damaged people. 
um, it's like heaven for damaged people and um, really traumatized souls. And that's what I was. And I loved it at the time. And um, just the whole mentality there. It's so insane. Like pedophiles are literally protected out there. There's a story recently, like yesterday, of this guy in Berkeley that confronted a male um, who's pretending to, be, pretending to be a woman, pedophile, who wanted to meet up with uh, like a one-year-old or nine-year-old, multiple children to just do disgusting sexual acts. And this person who obviously was the front, you know, how to catch a predator basically, uh, confronted this guy and all, all these Karens stepped in, women being like, hey defending this who the person had a mask on the man so it kind of looks like a woman you know you can't tell because they're wearing sunglasses too so of course if it looks like the that person's being harassed by the other person like confronting them about uh their pedophilia so all these women step in are like defending this man not knowing what the hell's going on and then the cops step in and (laughs) the cops like corrected the guy from using the wrong pronoun like it's just the guy got away like these people are totally protected out there and I think it just says a lot about the mental state of people that run that state and the mental state of the people that live in that state. So thank God that I live in Texas because I feel a lot more grounded in reality and just grounded in general and healthy. Huh. Anyway, um, let's see. Yeah, I think, did I mention that the, um, hold on, sippy, sippy. Excuse me. If you like tea, by the way, there's this, this is not, I shouldn't even say this because I don't like advertisements. <laughs> if you like tea, DM me. <laughs> I'll let you know. I don't like saying brands. Like, it's just not my thing. I wind up throwing away like half my clothing that has brand names on it. Like, I'm not a walking advertisement for your company. Like, why aren't you paying me? Why am I paying you for this shirt uh, to advertise for free? I just think it's really sad when people, it sounds so snooty, but I think it's sad when people wear, uh, especially young people when they wear like Adidas or like Nike or Balenciaga, like these people are trying to project to you that how cool they are. And especially like young kids that wear like Nirvana shirts. And I'm like, you don't even know, you've never even listened to Nirvana in your life. Anyway, um, for some odd reason, students marched in the Austin, uh, pride parade, like uh, all these high school, it looks like a band, band members. And I'm like, that is, I don't get it. Like, this is so inappropriate. Like, Pride is all about sexuality, who you sleep with. Um, yeah, like debauchery, fetishes. It's just, this is insanity. I feel like this is a dystopian world where this, it's Austin ISD marched in the um, Pride Parade. I mean, it's obviously, I guess, not a surprise because Austin is very liberal, but um, they also provided a free shuttle service to bring students to the Pride Parade. It's really just, it's so predatory, so predatory. (sighs) So I know, I guess it was kind of surprising coming here and realizing that this uh, satanic stuff is happening here. And I say this as I'm looking at this thumbnail of this drag person. I don't like saying queen because they don't get to use female vernacular. So no, I was about to say fuck off and I try not to cuss here (laughs) because some people in my small group are going to be definitely listening to this podcast, I'm, I'm assuming. And I was like, internally cringing. And I kind of had to warn them that my earlier episodes are definitely riddled with cussing. Not that everyone necessarily listens to podcasts from the beginning to like now. I think most people actually, I'm going to assume, would listen to the most recent. Um, But uh, I just feel like my tone has obviously changed. We've already been over that. Anyway, I say as I look at this thumbnail, the next article I'm about to read. Um, This is from an article from TexasScoreCard.com, which is a great um, news source for Texans. And it's just, I love how they write and they're very, they're very based. Houston area church to host drag bingo for children, family friendly in air quotes, drag shows for children have been on the rise in Texas. And this image is this, I mean, if you want to talk about a demon, um, I've seen worse drag faces where they look extremely demonic, but this is still <laughs> extremely demonic because <laughs> they have massive hoop earrings with pentagrams on them, first off. Um, just, oh, oh, excuse me, and ram horns, black ram horns, and the, uh, it's just all black and red, like satanic BS. Oh, and bleeding red, you know, blood eyes. Anyway. Let's see. The push to hold drag shows for children has now extended past bars and restaurants with a church in Katy, Texas, slated to hold a drag bingo event for all ages next month. 
<sighs> I'm not going to read the rest just because I'm going to rant, rant about it a little bit. Drag. Okay, I used to be obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race and I watched it all the time. And I even watched Raven and Raja's, uh, ooh, I forgot what it's called. It's shocking because I watched so much of it. Where they would review the clothing from the past week's episode. Uh, here's why I like RuPaul's Drag Race personally. I love seeing the outfits they created. Um, and I just, I, I'm all about creativity, whether or not you know me. You probably know me if you're listening to this. If not, go to lindsayplatotionart.com uh, and then you'll see my art. But uh, I've always been into art and I just love, I'm a huge seamstress now and I love seeing the stuff they create because it's very inventive and creative. And uh, I guess I didn't think much about the whole men dressing in women's clothing thing because I just thought they were gay men and I don't know. I think half of them are gay, but I think a lot of them are pedophiles for sure. But uh, they are also very... I've watched a lot of sex... Like, I've watched a lot of documentaries about sex, um, like on HBO and Hulu and whatnot. And, you know, I've watched... I remember watching one about gay men culture and this cruise line that was all for gay men. And, you know, all gay men want to do is fuck. That is all they want to do. That is their main goal. That's their objective in life, which is really sad and just... It sounds like uh, slavery, like chains to um, sexual lust and desire, which Satan would want that. And of course, all this monkeypox stuff, which is from gay sex, anal sex, is just being riddled in their culture. And I can't say I'm surprised because read the Bible. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Is that a cat? Oh, Clippy's right there. So, oh, this was to say, just gay life is just especially men, men, because men's goal in life is to reproduce and it's just a natural drive that gets very skewed and ramped up when you're homosexual. Um, cause I believe that they were touched at a young age. No, I don't believe anyone's born in gay. The amount of research I've done on homosexuality. Um, I just think that honestly, if you're a homosexual male, you were touched as a young child and here's the thing. Who's to say that if you're a baby, this is so gross. Like, I, I hate that my mind has gone there, but because it's disturbing beyond belief. If Who's to say that if you're a baby and, and some male or someone touches you inappropriately, you're not going to remember that, but you're still going to be affected by that. Babies are affected by childbirth, um, especially how the mother feels while giving birth. If the mother is stressed out, it has a huge effect on the baby baby remembers all this stuff and also their development suffers if the mother is extremely stressed uh during childbirth which is i learned in the uh childbirth without fear book which is just so incredible how how much fear is uh has a has a hugely profound effect on the body which another book that i've talked about i think i know i have uh it's called the body keeps the score Hey there! One of the easiest and free things you can do to help on my podcast is to leave a Apple podcast review for this podcast. It is free, pretty effortless. It takes, I don't know, less than a minute out of your day. If you don't want to do that, you can support my podcast by heading to paypal.me forward slash LP Foster Kittens or become a monthly subscriber to my Subscribestar, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. As always, thank you so much for listening and following me on Odyssey or YouTube, subscribing, hitting the bell, because I've been told that hitting the bell helps out a lot with getting notified that I'm even posting new content. So God bless y'all and let's keep trucking on y'all. If you've ever dealt with trauma in your life or anyone you know in your life that has, you know, been traumatized or I mean, I feel like everyone has, to be honest, it, just it is such an incredible book. It just talks all about how it's pretty much what it's, the title sounds like um, the body remember the body holds on to emotion and you wind up suffering with, you know, ailments or cancers or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, all sorts of diseases are spawned from uh, trauma and high stressors in life. And it's just such a wonderful book. I really, really, really recommend that one. Incredible. I should read it again. So yeah, you know, drag culture is very, uh, you know, again, I've watched a shitload of RuPaul Drag Race and that, God, I can't remember. I don't remember that freaking show on YouTube, but 
it's just very sexual and there's a lot of drugs going on. Um, it's just drag, drag life has nothing, should have be nowhere near children, nowhere. And for people to sit there and think that it's innocent is just so unbelievably ignorant and they've just been clouded by the, um, I guess the progressivism of, uh, accepting everyone, whatever. So I'm not going to read the rest of that article because it's just, blah. um, I already, oh, okay. This is on a positive note. Wisconsin school board votes in favor of pride flag ban. And I believe the BLM, by the way, this is on ABC news, which is interesting. Um, probably shouldn't have picked this article. It's going to be very like, uh, biased and not liking it or making it sound like the Wisconsin school board is bad. The Wisconsin school board has voted in favor of a policy that prohibits teachers and staff from displaying gay, pri- gay pride flags and other items that, dis- that district officials consider political in nature, which is uh, amazing and awesome, and I love it. Oh, they also included uh, Black Lives Matter, and I don't know what that is. And we back the badge signs, so I guess that's we back police. I haven't heard of that one, actually. Um, staff also, oh, nice. Staff also may not say in emails what their preferred pronouns are. Awesome. Oh gosh, that's wonderful. So I'm just going to leave it at that because it's, I think enough said, I'm sure liberals are having a field day with it. Um, yeah, there, on, on that same note, there's a coalition of people in Texas. I think it's a Texas law that if you request to have a sign that says, in God we trust in the, in the classroom, the school has to abide by that and put it up. Like, it, it, they have to. No if and, or buts, which is incredible. And I think that it's not a coincidence that removing God from schools and, you know, just life in general, that what we're seeing now is a direct, directly uh, has, it has been spawning from that happening. Taking God out of uh, life and schools has had a profound effect. I mean, look what's going on. This is uh, interesting. A spike in rosary sales may be linked to far-right Christian nationalism. <clears throat> so I think it was originally the Washington Post that posted this, which is, I think the Washington Post is owned by Bill Gates. Uh, does Bill Gates own the Washington Post. By the way, I've been sitting in my closet here recording this because there's no echo. Uh, Bill Gates praises CEO of Washington Post. No, I guess. Hmm. Anyway, it's hot in this closet. So let's see. Yeah, they originally posted this saying that the the rosaries are like a symbol of far right Christian nationalism. Insane. Hilarious which has also led to an increase in rosary bead sales. Like, it's just the, the amount of crap they come up with is absolutely not surprising. So, yeah, not that I'm a huge fan of Catholicism in general. I think it's... Oh, no, they also compared it to... Oh, no, it's in the Atlantic. Excuse me, just as bad. Uh, let's see. Uh, writing in the Atlantic, Daniel uh, Paniton argued that Rosary beads have taken on a militaristic meaning for so-called radical traditional Catholics, similar to how the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists. Paniton wrote that rosaries now appear on far-right social media pages and memes, often accompanied by images of firearms and praying warriors. I'm sorry. I really love how memes are... Memes are have a huge power... Um, on the just existing and being on the internet, they really can persuade people to vote one way. Well, actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but they they have a power in their own that the media is really threatened by that I find to be truly fascinating because I grew up on the internet and I love memes like hardcore. My husband and I watched this channel that is kind of uh, video memes. It's I, we, it used to be called GIF with sounds, but now it's just uh, short snippets. Not that that's a meme, but Trust me, I love my daily daily ingestion ingestion uh, of memes. So um, I think it's hilarious, and I love the trolling nature of memes. Um, that are not not even necessarily that these are trolling memes, but uh, if you know memes, you know what I'm talking about here. But I just love how people are uh, threatened by them. Like, <laughs> oh, and trying to explain memes to my husband and whatnot occasionally is interesting. Like. 
I was trying to explain to him the other day what GigaChat is. GigaChat is a image, a black and white usual image of some Russian model guy. I think he's Russian model guy, uh, and it's heavily edited to make him look even more swole and manly. <laughs> and it's just basically the polar opposite of anything progressive or liberal. It really, anything the opposite, uh, the uh, anything about like lifting weights and being healthy and taking care of your body, specifically getting swole and lifting weights. Um, is like a direct parallel or opposite of liberalism. And it's great. There's actually this, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pause and find it because I think it's worth mentioning. I, I just think the internet culture is so fascinating. There's a lot of corners of the internet that are weird and um, just unique in their own. I think as a lot of it is the youth creating it. Let me find what it, what it is. What is it called? So basically, here's some of the... Uh, YouTube video titles, reject modernity, embrace masculinity. Next one is reject modernity, embrace, well, I think that's pretty much what they're called. Reject modernity. Uh, am I saying that right? Yeah. Embrace masculinity, reject weakness, embrace strength. Um, I don't know why, but it's, I, I maybe the band is called Little Dark Age because some of them are called Little Dark Age Edit. Um, so they have like themes and let's see, uh, one of them is, um, uh, some of the themes are like Roman soldiers where they basically start out with the video of like furries, people, you know, this fat ass black person, man, being like, it's okay to be weak. And um, they basically show just liberal <sighs> soy boy, weak men that are dressed in tranny clothing you know, the polar opposite of a masculine man. And then they switched over to masculine video clips. <laughs> like one of them is a video clip of a swole AF guy cosplaying the KFC mascot. I don't know why. It's just, you know, it's definitely a young person thing. I come from the cosplay community. I have seen that before. So by the way, drinking um, soda while doing a podcast is probably the worst idea ever because I keep um, doing little burps, so I apologize for that. But uh, they're 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 interesting videos, and they give me some sort of hope and faith in the fact that youth is creating these videos, and they're about rejecting um, modernity and you know uh, being a weak bitch and embracing being masculine. So I'm like, yay! I love that this is like, um, I guess, masculine boys. I'm assuming create these. It's their way of fighting the. Yeah, like, like I said, memes have a, such a huge power in really molding a society and also I think in a bad way because there is a meme page I follow on Twitter that a lot, most of their memes are very funny. Um, they're definitely more, uh, you know, male in nature. I think most memes are in general though, but okay, there's an occasional influx or sprinkling of memes that are about like being an asshole, like uh, Christian Bale. This probably sounds like the most mommy thing ever because I'm like, what? I don't like this. Like, whatever, out of touch. Not out of touch, I'm just older, okay? Uh, it's, it's basically like uh, images of Christian Bale from American Psycho or Batman. Usually it's American Psycho, though. And being like, uh, just like not, I, I can't, I don't remember what the overlays say, but it's just, it's about being an asshole, like being a dick. And I'm like, ah, I don't like that, you know? And I really think that... <sighs> young people's minds are so impressionable and when you look at memes without really processing what you're looking at and thinking about it heavily because memes are taken at really the face value you're quickly and you just go to the next one you know scrolling nature of the internet i think that that has a really profound effect on how you live your life it's basically um programming uh yeah like it's it's advertising kind of a programming where it um softly infiltrates your mind and can have the power to change how you live your life especially if, it, if it, I, people think it's cool I guess I don't know the internet is a very is a very strange place and um for the most part I don't think it's that great as you guys probably already know so moving on from the rosary article that was from alternet.org I'm not sure what that I never heard of that one now on to a different topic this is from bigthink.com Swedish scientist advocates eating humans to combat climate change. <laughs> a scientist in Sweden makes a controversial rep or excuse me presentation at a Future of Food conference. 
A behavioral scientist from Sweden thinks cannibalism of corpses will become necessary due to effects of climate change. He made the controversial presentation to Swedish TV during a fe- during a Future of Food conference in Stockholm. The scientist acknowledges the many taboos this idea would have to overcome. And there's this crazy, there's this weird lean flex on uh, being a cannibal and like normalizing it. I, I covered this. I'm not sure if I covered it in my podcast, but online I did about, um, oh, what is that celebrity guy's name? He's like a very not well-known uh, celebrity. I don't remember his name. I can see his face, but uh, he apparently allegedly is a cannibal and um, there's all these stories about these women that stepped forward and told their story about dating him and how he would bite. It was just really disturbing stuff. Um, this guy is like unbelievably disturbed and he's a cannibal and Vogue, or I don't know if it was, I think it was Teen Vogue posted an article about how cannibalism should be accepted into society and like how it shouldn't be stigmatized. Cannibalism Teen Vogue. Let me see if it comes up. And I'm just like, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, what in the hell, dude? Um, this is a Teen Vogue. Oh, my God. When was this one uh, published? This article in, in Teen Vogue. Original paleo diet likely included cannibalism, study finds. That was in 2016 article. Um, let's see. I, I don't know. There's just all sorts of, there's all sorts of cannibalistic themes and music videos. I mean, so many, I think all of the music industry is unbelievably satanic. If you don't believe me, go to vigilantcitizen.com. They do great rundowns of these videos, and a lot of it has cannibalism. Um, it's just, you know, in movies, music videos, uh, TV shows. It's just, I mean, American Horror Story is, is just horrible. Like, I can't find that uh, that article, but I know it was in Teen Vogue. Um, I don't know, man. I remember I used to get the Teen Magazine. I don't think it was Teen Vogue, but I don't know. If teen was a vogue back then. But anyway, um, it's just freaky to think about how young people's minds are being molded at every angle, you know, whether it's teen vogue or online, whatever. Um, I didn't have the online stuff yet at that time growing up. But, you know, thinking back on my experience with teen magazines, like how was I molded and affected by what they wrote in there? Not that I recall any of the articles uh being as bad as cannibalism and all this uh, gender ideology stuff, but, you know, all those magazines have always been about, like, being scandalous and um, just sleeping around, and I don't know, you know. I, I, at the same time, I don't remember Teen Magazine being that, being bad at all. Um, but, anyway, moving on from that article, I could care less about cannibalism. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. So, this is Reuters, and I don't know... I did a deep dive, and I have been doing deep dives on Reuters. Reuters has a huge tie-in with the gender ideology um, madness. They are not a good company. I'm not even sure what the hell Reuters is. They, like, I guess they're a news company, but they are very, very, very corrupt and should never be taken seriously on any level, what they say. Um, So this article says, it's by Reuters. I used to say, how do I used to pronounce it? Anyway, new breed of video sites thrives on misinformation and hate. And of course, it's like Dan Bongino, who's a conservative. And um, these are like super based truth people. I don't know. It has this like scrolling image of all these um, people from uh, like Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey. So one of the uh, ways I woke up from all the COVID madness is I started researching it. And I don't know. I just was I found BitChute and I was like, what is this? Are you kidding me? There's an alternative to YouTube, and it's not YouTube. Obviously, it's alternative. Uh, BitChute is basically not YouTube, and Odyssey, which is they're they're like they're streaming platforms, just like a YouTube. I just couldn't believe it. There was so much on there that was the polar opposite of what mainstream media tells you, and I really started to wake up to what's going on in the world by what was on there. And I at first I was like, what is this website? It's really not well done. I'm usually turned off from websites that are like crappily designed, which is actually stupid because if you know truthers, they probably don't have as much money, obviously, as YouTube, but these, uh, I don't know, I just, I was blown away, and um, I have some of my videos on Odyssey and BitChute. Actually, a lot of my videos currently are on Odyssey because 
if I get one more strike on YouTube, my video gets deleted. I mean, excuse me, my channel gets deleted. So I've been basically uploading all my current podcast episodes on uh, Odyssey because I'm just, I don't know. YouTube is constantly changing their guidelines in terms of like what is bannable. So I have no desire to be completely removed from YouTube because I find it's just, uh, as much as I hate YouTube and they just are terrible with uh, censorship, I think it's, you know, it's that main platform that people do use. So I want to keep my videos up on there and not get it taken down. But this whole article is just basically talking shit about how Bitch Shoot and Odyssey serve up conspiracies, racism, and graphic violence to millions of viewers. By the way, I've been on those, uh, uh, you know, YouTube-like platforms for a while. Or not even a while. It feels like a while. But I have yet to see racism or graphic violence. Um, not that I'm into that stuff, obviously. But I'm like, here's the thing. These platforms are, from what I've seen, they don't ban anyone. There's no, like, hate speech, stupid rules. So is it going to be surprising that there might be racism and graphic violence on there because they don't have stupid rules? Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. Hello? I don't advocate for that, but I'm like, this is what free speech is all about. Um, so it says, Take adv- taking advantage of big tech disinformation crackdowns and the rise of Trump, the sites reflect a new media universe, one where COVID-19 is fake, which, yes, Russia fights Nazis in Ukraine, and mass shootings are false flag operations. It's just so funny they find a need to write these kind of articles um, because they're obviously the big elite here are being threatened by truthers. Otherwise, why would they be writing this article? They're, they're so threatened that they had to write this um, article to be like, oh, don't watch anything on Odyssey or BitChute. They're all bullshitters and they thrive on misinformation and hate, which if you hear the word misinformation, you need to just plug it into your brain by now if you, if you haven't already that it means truth, okay? Period. Like, honestly. And I mean that. So, yeah, that was from Reuters. (laughs) I'm, like, sweating in this closet. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the laundry room is behind us and then the dryer was on. (laughs) Or hashtag print it. Okay. This is some uh, hilariousness. You guys may or may not know. I came from the, you know, cosplay world, like I've mentioned. But I used to uh, really love comic books. Not a lot, but... You know, I used to love Black Cat, that character from Marvel, because I went over to my neighbor's house and I found that card. And I was like, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I want to be her. <laughs> I wound up stealing that card and I folded it ugh, and put it in my pocket. I have no idea where that is to this day, which makes me sad because I love that card. But I don't know. I just was like, I'd never seen a woman so beautiful in my life. Anyway, so I bought a lot of comic books with her featured in it. And um, I've read other ones like... Oh my gosh, I'm brain farting, mommy brain. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It's a really classic one. Oh, Kingdom Come, which also has a biblical tie. And I should probably read that again and realize how biblical it is because at the time I was not close to God. Um, comic, book, comic books can be great, but I just am so terrified of raising this child of like, I can't. Here's the thing. I grew up gaming, um, and but I had a healthy, I think a healthier relationship with it where I wasn't like obsessed with it and playing it all day long. Um, I, I, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want my kid to play at all. Cause I think the gaming world is horrible. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like stop my kid from gaming at all. It doesn't sound right to me. Cause like I enjoyed it. What am I going to do? Like deprive my child of that. That's, that sounds terrible. At the same time, I've heard of kids really craving that like screen time daily and how much of a struggle that can be as a parent but what, am I, what, what why would I expect a world where there isn't a struggle to be a parent so I can't deprive it I just have to ask God to help me figure out um you know how to appropriately approach gaming in general if you have any success stories it'd be great to uh share them with me I'd love to hear that my twitter is distorted lens uh, no, I'm sorry. My Instagram is distorted lens 2.0. I've been banned so many times. I've, I'm like, I forget what my username is on Twitter. Twitter is flicker of truth. Um, and you can become a supporter on my subscribe star, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens, where it's a monthly donation thing type thing, which is not that expensive at all. If you can spend $4 at Starbucks, uh, like once a month, you can support me for like $5 a month. So anyway, I've lost like all of my supporters, which makes me sad, but it's okay. It happens. Uh, this is article from Not the Bee, which I think is done by Babylon Bee, obviously, or maybe not, but 
Um, the newest Spider-Man in the Endless Multiverse is apparently a lesbian in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, first of all, it kind of breaks my brain. I, I, I guess you can be uh, handicapped, or not handicapped, but uh, paralyzed and do the Spider-Man stuff because you are floating on spider webs in the air. But they're not even Spider-Man. The device this person, this woman apparently is using is like this spider web cannon attached to her arms. Like, I'm sorry, you're not a Spider-Man. You're like a Batman where you don't have any special powers. You're just attaching crap to you to be like, look at, I am, I have superpowers now. Doesn't count. That's why I've never liked Batman. Although I totally understand why men love Batman because all the gadgets, like I get it. It's kind of like the uh, Tony Stark thing. But I've always had this in my uh, mind that, I appreciate, I like uh, super superheroes, or not even heroes, but, or villains that have powers, which actually that's not true, because the Riddler doesn't have any powers, he just is a Riddler. Hmm, I take that back, I totally take that back. Anyway, maybe in my comic book world, I'm like, I don't like Batman, because I've always, I've always identified more <laughs> with villains, so go figure, you know, someone who has family, you know, dad issues is going to be like, I like villains more. It's like a total front, by the way, people that cosplay. I'm speaking of a personal experience here that I would pick villains to cosplay because I, this is going to sound so corny, but I, I like that like power you have when you wear the costume that you are that villain and you embody it. Um, you know, I'm all about not just wearing the costume, but kind of acting out that character you know I, I definitely could do better at it when I did the cosplay but better with the facial expressions too but um like I love uh wearing my Riddler costume because it's just freaking fun and I love trolling nature in itself so of course I love the Riddler and I did Clarion the witch boy which was interesting before all the tranny stuff before I knew a damn thing about trannies and transgenderism I had a cosplay that was I guess at the time they call it gender bending where say you're a male and you wear, which I don't, it's gross, but you wear a female cosplay and the same, I think it's more acceptable for women because it's less creepy. That's how I see it anyway. But, uh, you know, well, the Riddler, no, mine was like a female version, but I did copy mine to a T that I'm extremely proud of. Um, I, my Riddler cosplay was accurate down to the shoes which I love. And uh, I sp the one thing that I spent money on and had someone commission the item for me was a Riddler cane because it lights up and it's all... We didn't have a 3D printer at the time, so I spent like $300 on that, I think. I don't know. The guy did an okay job, but I mean, it's better than what I would have done, so I can't really complain. Um, anyway, tangent. Um, I think it's funny that a lot of people don't realize, also that listen to my podcast, that I have this huge background of being a professional gamer... I was on Twitch for years. Um, I really need to do it. I keep saying this. I need to just spend time and do it or maybe just rant about it. But I really need to write stuff down about it, about how I was in the gaming world and how I was abused and raped mentally and physically, uh, literally and figuratively um, from the gaming world, Ubisoft specifically. Um, so I just think it'd be a really interesting story to tell. And uh, I think it's important to tell, too. So anyway, tangent E as usual. So that, that comic is not anything surprising. Uh, you know, they made, what was it? Superman's uh, cousin or something by, or I don't know. It's just ridiculous, dude. Like, I'm sorry. You've already created this character with canon background, which canon means the real authentic background of the character or a story like Lord of the Rings or something or Star Wars. Where apparently Star Wars was sold and there's this whole book series that was created, you know, after the original Star Wars trilogy stuff. Trilogy? No, whatever you call it. Movies that, um, what did they say? They said that the original movie has nothing to do with these books. Basically, it really upset the fans a lot, what they did, um, where... I can't remember what it was. It was something that was upsetting. Oh, okay. Next article or next just insanity. This is the CDC guidelines to prevent monkeypox spread. I'm not even kidding. This is what it says. Uh, cause well, I guess they're not saying it. Like it's obviously gay men who have a, uh, strong desire to constantly have sex, masturbate together at a distance without touching each other and without touching any rash. 
these are options, I suppose, have virtual sex with no in-person contact, consider having sex with your clothes on or covering areas where rash is present, reducing as much skin-to-skin contact as possible, leather or latex gear also provides a barrier to to skin-to-skin contact, just be sure to change or clean change be sure to change or clean clothes gear between partners and after use clothes and or gear limit your number of sex partners to reduce your likelihood of exposure i'm trying not to laugh here spaces like back rooms saunas sex clubs or private and public sex parties where intimate often anonymous sexual contact with multiple partners occurs are more likely to spread monkeypox yeah you think anonymous anal sex like these these men are disgusting the one dude was like raving about how he drank all these uh, countless men's piss and just, you know, a whole night of festive, a typical night of just having sex with one another or just anonymously. This is like a normal life for these people. It's really sad. It also just screams of absolutely having no self-control over your worldly desires. I mean, how about don't have anonymous sex? Stop having sex? And yet all these people had to suffer through COVID, you know, with lockdown or just not being able to see your, your family and their like dying stages or going to a funeral or seeing them in the hospital or just seeing one another in general. And yet these people are being guided on how to still have sex while monkeypox is spreading. Like what in the hell? This is how much the government doesn't give a flying crap about you. It's CD, this is from CDC, CDC.gov. Okay. The government does not care about you. They want you sick and dead. All right? Period. All righty. Let's see, huh? Here's this uh, photo circulating of um, Mike Tyson looking really bad. Apparently, he was coerced into taking the vaccine, which is really sad. Says he was beaten into submission taking COVID vaccine. Says he's about to die now in wheelchair. He said, I didn't do it willingly, Tyson told USA Today Sports during an interview at his cannabis company. I'm a little apprehensive of that. I was pretty much beaten into submission to do this because I travel internationally. And if I don't travel, we don't eat. So I decided to take the risk and take the shot. And people, they had their own choice. I never got sick. Um, But uh, then he says, when I look in the mirror, I see those little spots on my face. And I say, wow, that means my expiration date is coming soon, really soon. It's not necessarily that he got the shot. and It's just weird, um, or not weird, but coincidental timing that he gets the jab and feels like he's going to die. He does not look good in these photos, let me tell you. Really sad, and the amount of side effect stories I read once I found the other side of the internet, you know, when I started waking up from the mainstream media agenda during this whole COVID crap was shocking and really horrifying, um, and how these people that have had side effects from the vaccine are, were, and I think probably obviously still are, being gaslit to hell from doctors, <clears throat> people you thought you could trust in your world, and also just being banned on the internet. I just can't imagine. Next article. Elon Musk says a Neuralink update is coming on Halloween. The startup keeps working toward a device that lets humans directly interact with computers via their brains. I don't understand why anyone is like obsessed with Elon Musk um, and doesn't understand he is pro-transhumanism. If you don't know anything about transhumanism, just like go to YouTube, which of course I like was just bashing YouTube. There's still some truth on there, by the way, but go to YouTube and type in transhumanism. And I've, I happen to find randomly this like roundtable discussion about transhumanism with these psychotic people, elite, I don't know, people of the world. And their mentality really is cheating death and becoming God. And I am strongly opposed to um, doing things in life that are like replacing a god and being like, I can do it better, which is also all about transhumanism. I'm excuse me, uh, transgenderism, which the end goal is transhumanism. Um, How disgusting is that? The billionaire entrepreneur tweeted Monday that a progress update show and tell will take place October 31st for his brain computer interface company, Neuralink. Neuralink demonstrations in 2020 and 2021 have shown the technology at work with pigs and monkeys. Musk's tweet follows a report on Friday that from Reuters that he's frustrated with that I'm sorry, frustrated with the rate of progress of the company. The report also states that Musk approached New York-based Synchron, which is developing a less invasive implant about a potential investment deal. I don't know, I've heard this too recently, pretty much related, that this dude got a implant in his hand that unlocks his Tesla and is also a passport for his medical history. It's just how dumb can people be? Like 
If you know what I know, that is bad news. I'm going to skip to the next one. Um, all right, so, well, eh, that's a boring one, but that, I don't know if you know who Leanna Wynn is, that woman who, uh, she was a CNN, or she is still a CNN medical analyst who fiercely advocated masking, now admits it harmed her own child. There's this huge Twitter thread where, uh, you know, tells her whole story. She, she was a really horrific woman, really draconian measures, um, (laughs) The science has changed. Changed. Dr. Leanna Wynn explains why she supports lifting some pandemic restrictions and thinks the decision to wear a mask should shift from a government mandate to an individual choice, which is absolutely hilarious. That was on, uh, I guess, February 8th, 2022. She was all for further restrict activities of the unvaccinated. Um, she also entrenched a segregated society uh, when she blamed people who hadn't taken the jab for COVID-19 surge while asserting we can't trust the unvaccinated. She also called for making it hard for people to remain unvaccinated by respecting their social freedoms. Um, you know, she wanted to force or she was trying to force people to wear industrial grade face masks and should be subjected to weekly COVID tests until they are fully vaccinated. Now, however, Wynn says that masking kids has too many downsides. In an op-ed for the Washington Post, Wynn states it became clear that the goal I'd hoped for, containment of COVID-19, was not reachable. <laughs> what a moron. I'm sorry. No virus is... Uh, you can't contain it fully, like, period. It's going to be within our life forever, just like any flu or any other virus. Like, it's just, what a joke. Uh, this coronavirus is here to stay. Um, let's see. She just, it's just so hypocritical, and she basically doesn't want to mask her child anymore because uh, the child had a, um, I guess, a lull or had issues with um, speech impediment, uh, properly, I'm just going to read this, a speech therapist says her clinic has seen a 360, 364% increase in patient referrals of babies and toddlers. For some kids, they can work around the mask, and this is such bullshit, no, they can't, dude. Like, looking at someone's face when you're a child and a baby as you're forming your, like, cognitive skills is crucial, like, crucial, um, so it's such BS. They can work around the mask and still learn to speak perfectly fine. But for others, it can cause speech delays. I'm like, no, for all of them, it causes speech delays. All right. Total BS. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Children turning two years old will have been surrounded by adults wearing masks for their whole lives and have therefore been una- unable to see lip movements or mouth shapes as regularly. Another study out of Germany, which found that the reading ability of children has plummeted compared to pre-COVID times thanks to lockdown policies that led to the closure of schools, which I'm like, uh, how can, have your kid read at home? Anyway, so that's cringe, and I can't stand that woman. She's demonic and horrible, horrible, horrible woman. Wow, I almost made it to an hour. It's almost an hour. I am dying in this closet, sweating. I took my pants off. <laughs> uh, not like you need to know that or anything, but... Thank you guys so much for listening and welcome back, really. Yay! Um, we'll see how much I do these podcast episodes. I really hope to do them weekly like I have been doing, but um, all these classes I'm taking and just making all these baby clothing and whatnot and baby items is taking up more of my time than usual, obviously. Um, so uh, my prior- obviously my priorities have shifted, but I do really enjoy doing this podcast and I got an email randomly out of the blue um, uh, about, oh, Hey, I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. Are you going to be coming back? And I was like, ah, oh. and I've been feeling the need to come back. Like, God, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm feeling it. Like, I feel like it's a missed opportunity to not talk to you guys. Um, cause I love anyone that doesn't feel like they're alone anymore or, you know, listen to a podcast and has have the other person on the other end going, yes, or something And the cat, please don't drop that stuff. Oh God. What are you doing? Clippy? What, why are you climbing in the closet? Come here. <laughs> anyway, I just love being there for you guys, whether I know it or not, really. So thank you so much for listening. You can support my work by, well, my PayPal has been deactivated, by the way. Or, no, not deactivated, but my bank account has changed, so I'll have to figure that out. You can still support my work by joining my Subscribestar, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. That would mean a lot to me. Um, so... Yeah, God bless you guys, and if you don't know God, just start talking to him, you know, just talk to him like he's your friend, it doesn't have to be fancy, it doesn't have to be like all biblical sounding, Um, God is always there for you whether or not you know it, and he loves you, so I hope you guys have a wonderful, fantastic week, 
hang in there. You know, we're all struggling in this madness, whether it's inflation or uh, protecting your kids from this gender ideology world. With God, um, you'll have a lot of peace and guidance and wisdom how to combat everyday, uh, I guess, stressors and demons, really. So catch you next time. Bye.